everybody. Welcome to Norwich Camera Company Podcast. We are here with myself, Alan, Camera Daddy, Andy, and no, this is Patrick! So welcome everybody to the first uh, live stream of the Norwich Camera Company Podcast. Hi, hello. Um, so we are going to go ahead and uh, get this underway, kind of tell you all who we are, what we're about, why we're here, where we are. Um, um, Norwich is a good yeah, indication. Yeah, so <laughs> Norwich are. Camera Company, not the UK. Not the UK. And I think there's a Norwich Canada too, but we're not in any of those places. So they're baking his ham, so they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're not going to apologize. No. Yep. Um, I think we should start with who we are individually. Uh, you know, a little meet and greet. So we'll start with age before beauty. Uh, definitely give it off to uh, the eight, the, the camera from 1883 over there to the left. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Um, no. So uh, I'm Alan Warga. I uh, started doing photography back in high school, just as a, a one-off thing that turned out to be uh, one of the biggest uh, parts of my life and ultimately ended my high school career because I would do nothing but spend my days in a dark room developing film and uh, actually printing photos. Um, but because I'm a zenial and I was right on the cusp of analog and digital, digital came in and kind of screwed it up for everybody and uh, became what, what, wicked expensive. What year are we talking about? <sighs> I mean the high. I mean the the highest grossing film sales ever recorded was surprisingly like 2005, by Kodak, but that was also the downfall of everything. So right. So I, I so 97 was my senior year of high school, and uh, well, it was supposed to be my senior year of high school. 96 was when I really got into photography, um, and actually I did shoot for a while, uh, but then as digital got bigger and the local photo mat here, uh, Cooper's um, photo, shout out to Cooper's if anybody remembers that, um, finally shuttered their doors and I had no place to develop film anymore. Um, I think the last thing I ever shot on film prior to uh, meeting these guys over here and getting right back into it was shot on this Mamiya C330 right here and that was um, a wedding. It was my uh, sister, and we were at my parents' house out in Preston. And uh, Cooper's did a wonderful job developing that film. And uh, other than that, I don't think I've found any other place that developed around here. So I ended yeah, up... Yeah, ABC and Mystic, who pretty... I think they sent most of their film out, though. I don't know if they actually had any developing equipment. No, I don't think anything was in-house there. Yeah. Uh, at Cooper's, everything was in-house, and I knew everybody there because it was, you know, locals. Um, some friends worked there actually retouching photos, making photos, um, printing. I, uh, First glizzy has been had. Ah, <laughs> I wanted to be the guy. But, yeah, uh, fast forward to now. I met these two uh, fine, fine, fine young gentlemen. Um and uh, quickly fell right back into it. Thankfully, uh, my dad, who got me into photography, I have to give that up to him, um, 
collected a bunch of cameras even after the fact, so everything that I have sitting in front of me is uh, thanks to him. Um, but not everything that I own now. All right. Pat, you want to take it away for next? Oh, yeah. Um, story is very similar to that of Alan's in the sense that I really started biting into photography in high school. Uh, my older brother, Chris, who was a senior when I was a freshman, uh, was also very much into photography, did the whole digital media stuff in high school. And his love of trains and going out and taking photos, I would tag along and often borrow his camera and <clears throat> his buddy's cameras and all that. But high school really got into film, developing, enlarging, black and white, rolling my own film. Um, and then obviously just kind of took it from there. Uh, did some weddings in college years for like friends of friends and family of friends and that's when it really started uh, intensifying, we'll use that term. <laughs> um, more weddings, side gigs for people, shooting bands, local punk bands. Um, not doing film, primarily all digital. And then I met this guy who uh, it's like film. So I was like, ah, oh, film. All right. Get back into that. He pointed to Andy, by the way, yeah, exactly. for those of you that aren't watching in the live stream right now. Um, <laughs> first ever camera, technically 100% mine, would be a Canon 7D Mark One crop sensor. Um, and then first film, official film camera, if you don't include the Holga piece of crap I bought from Urban <laughs> Outfitters. Uh, oh, the overpriced you know, Holgas. <laughs> I, did it, I did it big, right? What Holga was not overpriced. <laughs> um, other than after that, what the heck did I buy? I think it was the Canon AE-1. That was a lot of people's like a first. Lot of, a lot of people. Yep. Oh, it wasn't a, uh, a Pentax. That was K-1000. Oh, yeah. Didn't have one of those. Too fancy for me. The P word. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and now the collection is all over the place, uh, medium format, uh, truckload of 35 millimeter, like the two that are sitting in front of me, uh, Olympus XA and a Bessa R overpriced <laughs> Japanese German collaboration, um, soon to be large format or yeah. So no, it's happening. I, I will convert you. It's happening. <laughs> That's my, my goal for everyone, yeah, all right? Say that to my bank account first. <laughs> well, you're the one that bought that 4x5 that I was going to grab. I'm not mad, so, you know. Yep. Your turn. At least oh, it was yeah. you. <laughs> After I choked down some glizzy. Choke it. Choke. So, all right. Uh, my name's Andy. Uh, last name Pig. Yes, it's a real last name, P-I-G-G. -G. Two Gs. It's important Two G's, to notice. double G. Um, my journey with uh, photography started, got back in 2006, I guess, probably 2004. I was part of a local garage band, and we needed some uh, photo work done to make our Faith Plus One photo albums, you know? Like, awesome cover album, Christian, <laughs> Christian Rockhard. No, um, so I picked up a cheap little camera, and started taking pictures and I fell in love with it and fell in love with the scene. So I did a whole lot of uh, band work, a lot of concerts, um, uh, just 
tons of touring um and then that got me into uh that i got into a real weird place in my life where i didn't know what i wanted to do and was kind of a uh, failing at everything <laughs> uh, i felt like i was a disappointment to the world so i joined the navy and that was a great choice um i mean it, it was good times i spent 12 years in the navy where i had some of my creative freedoms kind of uh strangled and i just shot digital for i don't know 10 years or so weddings portraits uh still carried on with music a lot of musicians awesome thing about navy is traveling um went all over the place um and then towards about the last two years of my naval career i really started getting bored with um photography i was just burnt out i didn't want to do it anymore i was tired of dealing with clients uh i was tired of dealing with the bridezillas with all the the workflow and the money flows and the insurance and excuse me so i just kind of you know became a recluse and then found a lot of satisfaction in the darkroom and i uh, built a darkroom my first darkroom in the basement of a rental house that we had in ledger and i had uh what i guess shower curtains up to block light out and painted them and then put uh stuff up in the basement windows and had absolutely no plumbing down there so everything was put in buckets um and then i had a garden hose for rinse water uh, and then I kind of like everything I do I went uh, balls to the walls with it so I went full bore into like automatic film developers uh, hand rolling film uh, started out with 35 millimeter then quickly moved into medium format and then that's where I stayed for a while and I said oh, I'll never have a large format camera and then I bought a, <laughs> and then, and then I bought a 4x5 a Cambo monorail which like everyone has, I mean, they were, it was dirt cheap. I think I paid like 250 bucks for that camera with a lens. Um, and then I went to the field cameras, so I got a speed graphic. Um, and then from there, you know, I said, oh, I'll never do eight by 10. And then that lasted all about a month. And then I bought an eight by 10, which was a Kodak um, uh, eight by 10. And then there I started rebuilding cameras because all the all the eight by tens that I could afford were just super super crusty so I learned how to start doing bellows repairs camera making camera manufacturing um, built cameras with my hands from scratch from absolutely nothing um, well, and then, a 3d printer yeah three well 3d <laughs> printer helped a lot uh, just and with my formal education being in precision machining from college uh it, you know design work was super easy to me so and i have an engineering brain uh so helped out and then i moved to norwich and i met these guys here um this dude over here i work with uh, on our day job together and then this guy i don't even know how we officially met mackenzie who was bartending at harper ah Park. yeah yeah and that's you, right and heather were there yep and well i was there with my four by five that day because i was shooting the uh norwich Flatiron building oh. <laughs> all right i think it was, i think it was like it was a parade weekend it's fourth of july or so. memorial day or something weird like that so that's where i am and i i mean now we together operate i've got a huge dark room downstairs um film development lab we got a 12 foot sink down there three enlargers uh do full color work slide work uh color enlarging so um, beautiful so beautiful uh got the uh, drum scanners here um something a lot of people don't know about which 
we'll talk about that later. But yeah, and then ten times the size of my cat bathroom shared dark room. <laughs> yeah, the, the the basement dark room is rather large and it's yeah. fully built out. Um, but uh, yeah, we we just kind of started this. We started this about a about a year and a half ago. We started looking at Norwich Camera Company, just kind of getting people involved in the community with film, with darkroom, with photography, with representing the local area. And that's, there, there's a lot of photographers here in New England. Um, New England's a beautiful place to photograph and the, not a lot of them like to represent their actual hometown. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, I believe I'm the only Norwich uh, native. I, I, I can claim Norwich native. I did come here um, in second grade and left in my 20s. I'm not even a Connecticut native. Oh, snap. I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, you're a mass <laughs> <laughs> Well, born in Mass, 93. Yeah, take that, Alan. Um, <laughs> and then uh, moved here to Clinton in 99 and then moved to Norwich in, I don't know, five years ago? four years ago? I don't know. So I was, I'm from Illinois originally, uh, East St. Louis, like 20 miles east of the St. Louis Arch. On a clear day, we could see the St. Louis Arch from the roof. Oh, we got some. Oh, we got some. We got, well, we got Jeff Flamin coming in. We'll get to him. We'll get to you, Jeff. (laughs) We will get to you. I promise. Malin, you were here all along, right? You went to yeah. graduate from NFA. Uh, well, I, I, allegedly. I, I, yes. Uh, <laughs> state of Connecticut. <coughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, uh, NFA is a great art school. Uh, they had a fantastic photography program. Um, Dennis Driscoll, uh, big ups to Dennis for setting me up and uh, showing me the way. Um I know we have some questions to get to, but I know you, we talked about our first cameras. I know that's one of the questions that was asked. Yep. Um, my dad handed me a uh, Minolta SRT 101, 35 oh. millimeter, just straight lollipop light meter through the yep. lens. And uh, between he and Dennis, uh, I went to town just ripping through rolls at Ilford 400. Um Somebody introduced me to uh, some T-Max and Tri-X, and I went crazy with that for a little while, but couldn't develop that in-house. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. A tab grain, tabular grain film versus traditional grain. That's a in-depth conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, that's even a little bit over in my head. I just, uh, I just liked the way that it looked when I developed it, but that I had to take again to uh, Cooper's. I couldn't do that by hand because uh, we did not have the chemicals at the school. Yeah. But Norwich, uh, yeah, NFA is a beautiful school. There were a lot of great places to uh, take pictures there just to use the camera, figure it out how it works. Uh, isolate our boom mics. Um. <laughs> hey, thirteen ninety five from Amazon. All right, arrive today. Thanks, thank you, Jeff Bezos for the. Uh, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> cheers. Uh, he makes like fifteen thousand dollars every second. Yeah, not too worried. Um, so yeah, your first camera, Minolta SRT. Yep. Uh, a lot of people still use that camera today. It's basic camera. It's a basic thirty five. I get them here in the shop. Every now and then. Yeah, I wait. Did I buy another one? Yeah. There, I've I've got no. I think oh, 
I have I have a couple of uh, 35 millimeter bodies uh, sitting in a box right now that um, I'm cycling through. Uh, but much like everybody else in the world, um, being a Canon guy, I I love the AE1. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I had one before it was cool. So so my first official camera uh, that I really remember shooting with was the the K1000, the Pentax K1000. It was um, I don't remember. I think it was, was high, high school. It had to have been a high school band trip. Um, we we every year the high schoolers band trip we took a field trip somewhere and we went to Chicago one year and we played uh, the national anthem at at. Uh, at uh, Wrigley Field for a Cardinals Cubs game, I think. Damn. And bougie. <laughs> right. We just went to Universal and just played to the people on the boardwalk. Uh, we did Disney too. <laughs> I mean, you know, so we, we went up there to Chicago to play for the band and marching band and stuff. And I remember taking a couple pictures uh, there on on uh, Chicago Pier, which is uh, the first place I went to after boot camp too. So, you know, it's got some history. It's first first camera that I remember, film camera that I remember, really remember using. And then it was on Chicago Pier and shot up there in great mistakes. I mean, Great Lakes, Chicago. <laughs> uh, first, like I said, first official camera was an AE-1 that I, I bought with my own money. But prior to that in high school, so Morgan High School in Clinton, uh, I was one of the last classes in the old Morgan High School, which pre predates 1960s. So I was built in 1955 or something like that. So tons of asbestos. So thank God for that. Um, it's a miracle, miracle fiber. Okay. But uh, Ted Enoch, who was my photography teacher, uh, he had what were they? Oh God, Pentex. ZM, GXMs? I don't know. They had, Pentax had something like the know. ME Supras it was and like the an K1000s. Electronic head auto mode. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, oddly enough, I still have that camera because I got got it loaned to me over the weekend, and that weekend happened to be the last weekend before summer break. So, Mr. Enoch, if you're watching, I still have that camera. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Including the 12 millimeter lens that came with all right, so we'll get through these uh, comments here. Major question, what's your favorite skate shop? I mean, is there any other skate shop other than Ideal Skate Shop? I mean, it is the Ideal Skate Shop. It is the Ideal Skate Shop. I mean... Go see Jeff Blamer for some hooded flannels. Everybody. Ideal Skate Shop right there in Norwich, Connecticut, all right? They got Orange, Orange Cat, part of the Orange Cat Mafia. Not to be confused with the Moped Mafia. And not, yeah, not the Moped Mafia. Um, who can eat the most hot dogs? Ooh. That, that's, I mean... Don't even. Yeah, don't, don't, don't tempt us with a good time. Um, there, there was a question we had from Pat. <laughs> it's called stimulating. How, how many hot dogs, a.k.a. glizzies, did we eat during the COVID stand-down? A lot. I mean, we were at, the, we were at Epicure... At least once every week. At least once a week, three hot dogs each for a whole year so three i mean let's do ooh. some quick math uh, <laughs> what is 52 that 52 times three times three that's 468 hot dogs for almost 500 hot dogs i mean we're rounding up we'll do some elt math the five 500 hot dogs are the past year at a minimum at a minimum i mean we, we definitely went crazy a couple nights. nights where there was 
five, six hot dogs. <laughs> Photo ops with hot dogs. Um, and then Inquirer Minds want to know whose who's camera bag has the most useless junk in it. Uh, I don't know. Mine's got a lot of like lights and granola bars. Yeah, Pat definitely packs for <laughs> the he packs for the long haul for all emergencies. I mean, the only thing he's missing is the dude wipes in case nature calls. I always got socks on, man. <laughs> <laughs> never know. I usually carry some dude wipes with me. Uh, it depends on what camera's in the bag. Uh, I, my, my brony, I, I tend to bring a lot of useless filters along just because I have them. Yep. And if I can't use them, why do I have them? So I try so to. <laughs> a, a lot of people do. So we, we do a lot of urbex, a.k.a. urban exploring, ur- urban exploration, abandoned building hunting. Um and uh, we, we, we try to pack as light as possible, uh, <laughs> but sometimes we fail miserably, and uh, we, we have a you know crisis moment. It's like a midlife crisis of what do we want to bring with us. So let's I, see. I, I I tend to um, well I my wife is infamous for carrying way too much in her purse so i take that i take that as a uh, as a lesson in uh packing when it comes to uh my camera bag she went away for a a wedding that's one day wedding right i mean she's traveling on the road but she had two duffel bags a suitcase uh a whole backseat full of stuff and so you're you're where are you going yeah (laughs) the wedding's only one day i get it but yeah um all right how do you feel about Polaroids coming back? Listen, I mean, anything anything that brings film into the mainstream is a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing yeah. for the community. It's a good thing for uh, marketing, capitalism, all that good stuff. And Polaroid now, well, it was the Impossible Project. It got rebranded to Polaroid Originals, and then now they fully own the Polaroid name. So, you know, it, it, they're made here in the U.S. Uh, the film is made right here. I mean, it started, I think, in Tennessee kentucky they bought one of the factories down there so founder of polaroid is a yeah and connecticut nation, yep. is he not? and the original original founder of polaroid the polaroid land company was edwin h land uh he is right here in connecticut i know the person who still lives in uh his childhood home he graduated from nfa right down the street about four blocks down the street from here yeah, uh, I believe he had something to do with the Latham Zion Center, was which was well, I mean, one of the uh, newest buildings on campus when I was there. Also, shout out to the Pete's Wicked guy, because I think he's fabled to be from Norwich as well, and a graduate <laughs> of uh, NFA. Yep. Started the craft beer thing Benedict here around here. Benedict Arnold, that damn Yankee that you're drinking right there. Also born two steps away from NFA. So we got, what was the name of my garage band? I had a couple. Uh, it was Helvetica Drive. Uh, and then we had Strictly Platonic. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it was, uh, oh my gosh. But Jeff wants to know, was Pigs in the name of it? Or, no, no what was no it? Pigs in Space. Pigs no. uh, War Pigs with yeah. two Gs, so you didn't get in trouble. Nah, uh, it was, uh, th- this was in the height of emo, screamo, um, 2004 to 2006 time frame. I mean, it was <laughs> a weird time in music, <laughs> all right? 
Um, glizzies. Okay, so a lot of people ask us about what is the deal with the, the hot dogs, a.k.a. glizzies. Want to start with the origin of the term? Well, I mean, the origin of terms from Washington, D.C., when it's a colloquialism for a uh, uh, skeet, skeet, bang, bang. Don't say, right? no, no, skeet, skeet no is skeet not, skeet. no, <laughs> just bang, bang. Just bang, bang. Yeah, there's no skeet involved. Got it on me. Yeah. Got it on me. So, yeah, it's, it's a euphemism for a uh, firearm, if you will. And Pistola. Then it got changed to hot dog. And here, I mean, it was a TikTok. I think it was a TikTok thing. I don't know. We're not. I don't know. I have to. I have TikTok. to defer that to that side of the table because you guys <laughs> hey, are. The, the only thing I know about TikTok is cat videos. Okay, that's all I got. As far as so, I know, Blizzy originated with Cronin. Dave yeah, Cronin. but D- Dave Cronin. Shout out to uh, Black on Black Crime. Uh, yeah, up here, Instagram famous uh, skateboarder extraordinaire, overweight skateboarder. he's uh dave cronin is the one who started the whole glizzy thing up here in new england as far as i'm concerned so the the famous tradition is to take a selfie with yourself of of, of a glizzy hanging out of your mouth all right that's the deal because if you didn't selfie you never glizzied this is true yep um, Alan, did you meet Andy Stackpole at Cooper's or before? No, I met Andy um, through everybody at the Liberty Tree when I worked at the Liberty Tree. Uh, for those of you that don't know what the Liberty Tree is, it's... Um, Sounds like a bank. No. Uh, well, the Liberty Tree, if you want to go way back, the Liberty Tree was a post in the middle of the uh, the green, the actual Norwich green, not Chelsea Landing or Chelsea, or no, crap, the parade. There we go. Wow. I've been away from Norwich too long. Um, where the f- some of the founders of the American Revolution used to meet. Uh, and it was a coffee house and eatery where um, La Stella Pizzeria is right now. Ah. And I think La Stella has one out for the longest... Uh, Pizzeria? Or, well, are they... Is it just La Stella? I don't. It's sorry, guys. Big battle. <laughs> as far as who's in Norwich that sells pizza? No, no, no. But it's La Stella, the the guys right there on the corner in Number One Market Street. I'm familiar. Yeah, delicious garlic knots. Kill you dead. Ilianos does a little bit better, but oh man, oh. that's a grease trap, Ilianos. Oof. I'm I'm Italian dining and you know it. I am all about (laughs) the La Stella. But no, I met I met Andy through the guys working at the Liberty Tree. I worked there for many years. I worked with all the guys there from Preston and Norwich. Um, And yeah. Next question. Mm. (laughs) Who is your favorite photographer? Oh, there's a lot, but I know that's. That's super tough. Uh, well, growing up, when I started looking at everything, I loved, uh, I'm going to say Ansel Adams. I mean, that's where it's I... Not, yeah. I mean, that's I, fine. A lot of people are like, oh, Ansel Adams, Ansel Adams. Like, dude, the guy was, a, he was a phenomenal photographer. He was revolutionary. Just, he was he truly... not Peter McKinnon? Not Peter McKinnon. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that you say? He is, uh, <laughs> Ansel was truly dedicated to the craft, and also he firmly believed that education is free. He would, yeah. he would teach anybody and everybody who would come to to him. So, but yeah, that's I I started out with the black and white landscape grain. I I I loved it all. Right. So I think mine 
Um, a, a photographer that I highly look up to is Ian Ruder. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who Ian is, Ian is a um, ultra large format photographer. So he's converted several vans into a mobile uh, camera, basically for wet plate. Um, he has a document. There's a documentary out there called Silver and Light. Um, Ian is just another guy who is incredibly dedicated to the craft. Uh, through the, he shows all of his battles, good and bad, everything that he wins. His imagery is just phenomenal. He, excuse me, always looking for a challenge, and that is me. I always look for a challenge in photography on a technical side. Can I, can I go back yeah. one? I would say Ansel Adams was probably like my first favorite and the one that was actually, and I don't know why this didn't come to my brain the first time around. I'm into the weird. I do love Joel Peter Witkin. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a total after, like, why didn't I say that? <laughs> so I will agree with the Ansel Adams thing. Uh, I didn't per se take him and really like study his work. I appreciate his work. I'm going to say the most millennial response to that question, and I like a lot of uh, Instagram photographers that I follow. Two that really stand, well, three, I suppose, that really stand out. Uh, Abandoned Upstate. I don't actually know his actual name, but he's based out of New York. He does a lot of the New York abandoned location photography, uh, who also has a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some Another photographer on Instagram who goes by the handle Hall Chris, whose name is Chris Hall, if you couldn't put that together. Um, he does phenomenal work. And then somebody that Andy and I know mutually, uh, Trespassion. Yep. John Mooney. John Mooney. Uh, also very good. And uh, one photographer who's based out of Massachusetts, David Whitmire. Okay. Who published, um, I believe it was Abandoned Massachusetts through uh, Font Hill Media. I'm sensing a theme. He's all about the bando, too. Millennial Loves uh, the bandos. Response, but I mean, the, the like other Instagrams, so one of the, the, the guys who really inspired me to get into film was um, uh, Matt Fallout. I won't say his last name. <laughs> that, that's, that's a big can of worms. But yeah, Matt Fallout on Instagram, beautiful, absolutely amazing uh, film photographer and urban explorer. I mean, this, he's... Yeah, his work is absolutely gorgeous. He was instrumental in me pursuing film. Yeah, I had conversations with him about you in general, and yep. it's like he really took that and ran with it. Peeper. Ah. Um, I as as far as like other people that were really influential to me, I got to give a big shout out to a local Norwich native, Jesse Richette. She uh, was the number one inspiration for me to actually do really well in photography class because she was just a couple of classes ahead of me. And she's a local Norwich native who, um, hey, if you're listening or watching, hit us up because I know you want to get back into the weird stuff and the uh, the processes that we do. So come mm -hmm. say hi. Joe Greer's street photography, too. Yeah. His, his personal All photography. the Americans. Too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, the way he captures the, the, the images is very, like, gorilla style. These are all great topics. I mean, we're going to definitely, yeah. this, this podcast, you know, we're, we're going to 
This is going to be <laughs> branch off of branch. This is the first ever that we've done. Who's taking notes? Right. So, well, I mean, we <laughs> have a note right here. Oh, yeah. This is all recorded, so we're good. That's what I love about this Jeff asks, technology. Jeff Bando experience. Ooh. I think I could take that one. Uh, yeah, you guys went off on that one in Rhode Island. That <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole nother. That was, that was just... That so was, before yeah. that, even, I was in, for lack of a better term, call it upstate Connecticut. Northwestern Connecticut. Or northeastern, excuse me. Uh, at an abandoned children's hospital. Oh, I don't remember that. For the feeble-minded. <laughs> uh, and that's all I'm going to tell you. But... Um, was, I was with my buddy Kyle. <laughs> Shout out, Kyle. Um, and we were walking in the oldest portion of the hospital. It has another name. I'm not going to drop that name. And so we come, we're come. we walking through the basement, and the entire floor looks like all the paper in that entire portion of the building had been piled up, set on fire, and as quickly as it had been set on fire, had then been extinguished. And I'm pretty sure this building has no working, uh, you know, fire system or anything. So we walk across the basement, we get to the opposite side, stairwell, and my buddy Kyle's a little, little bit ahead of me, and I'm hanging back about a half a flight of stairs, and this stairwell's only about three flights of stairs. So we get up to the, f- the main floor, and we, all of a sudden we hear children laughing. And mind you, this is a rainy Sunday yeah. <laughs> during a summer, so there's nobody around the area that it's on. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And so, uh, Literally. we're both like, did you hear that? I already heard the story because we, he was telling us on the road as we, trip as, as we're going in. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Yeah. And then I found some real sketchy stuff. I was like, oh, I got to get it. I didn't even take pictures. I was, I'm out. Yeah, dude, it's a sketchy vibe in there. Yeah. Um, so we're like, did you hear that? We're like, yeah, that was weird. So he continues on. And I, I, just, I just stand there for a second just to kind of like observe and listen. And then I go to take a step, and I hear it again. But he didn't. He didn't hear the laughing the second time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to really stay here and listen. They chose you. They did. Well, here's the best part. So in my head, I'm holding this conversation with whatever, because I was all like, well, you know, if they can hear me, then they can hear me. So uh, I'm like, you know, if there's anything there, let me know. Not verbally, like I said in my head. Nothing happened, so in my head I say, all right, I'm going to walk away now. And I go to take a step, and over my right shoulder, as if somebody was literally had their head on my shoulder, I hear, Patrick. Clear as day. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, all right, that was weird. I wait for another second, and I go to take another step, and I hear it again. Why did you wait? Uh, Because that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't know. Um, I hear it again, but even more like aggressive. Like if somebody was yelling but whispering at the same time. So I was like, no, Patrick. this is Patrick. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is Patrick. So at the, after the second time, I was like, oh, shit. All the hair stood up on the back of my neck, and I scooted off. And I'm like, Kyle, Kyle, you don't know what just happened, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that was the scariest bando experience. And then uh, the crackhead sneak up in <laughs> Providence. That, that, that doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm used I'm – surprisingly, this is sad, but I, I'm – kind of used to coming across homeless people, coming across uh, addicts. Never uh, come across a homeless person in a bando except for that one time. Yep. It's not uncommon. I've seen it a lot. So it's sad. It's a, you know, factual thing that happens. So 
Greatest put. band of surprise was the crackhead sneaking up behind Andy without me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, this was before doing, um, taking photos inside abandoned places, but there is one locally. I won't say what or where. The local. The local. <laughs> the local establishment <laughs> in Norwich. Yes. I, uh, back before the whole hospital was even closed, uh, there were places that were just shuttered and abandoned. Um, and nowhere near the uh, stripped is what they are now, where there was actual such a mess. Yeah, I walked into a uh, a room with probably still functional um, electrotherapy, electroshock <laughs> therapy that, stuff. The place we were at, for the, that, yeah, that place. Oh, that training school. Still had it was there. Stuff. It was still there. Oh. it was still there, and I was freaked out. I was yeah. super freaked out. That's the whole I didn't take pictures. Like the whole leather uh, roll that you know, like yep. it, it looked like a bridle for a yeah. horse, but it had just the yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just the just the leather thing that you bite down on and the. The electrodes and everything it was i think gnarly. that's one of the best parts about going to abandoned hospitals that i was seeing evidence oh. of use and it's history of existence. i mean it's, it's also history too i mean I, i'm a huge history buff that's why i love this stuff yeah and it's kind of a shame that it's looked down on because yep. you know most of us i will use that term very broadly uh go there to just document whereas experience it not not to destroy right. uh you know we 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 preach Take only pictures, leave only footprints. Yes, one hundred percent. Do not, do not tag, do not destroy. Don't go to abandoned places with tools. Uh, also, one because it's destructive, and two because you'll go to jail. Absolutely, I will go did. to jail for breaking entering. If you are just entering, it's trespassing. Uh, trespassing are only like sixty-five bucks a ticket and ninety-two dollars. Oh, ninety-two. Okay. <laughs> Administrative <laughs> fees apparently. Plus yeah. postage. So just do not do anything destructive to these places. Shout out to the cop in Groton for not putting my ass in cups. Appreciate you. All right. Um, so I, I think we bring it back to Norwich Camera here to just kind of wrap this up about what we are, what we're going to do, what we want to do. Um, really, I mean, this is kind of like the brainchild of all three of us. This is uh, our outlet. This is our our outlet for uh, daily life um but we f to start off we start off with a bunch of merch because it's easier to sell and get some capital in buy our swag buy our swag my cat's on a t-shirt yes <laughs> 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 it's all simple it's all black and white stuff um and the 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 storefront is just one thing. There on the storefront, you also see film developing, which all three of us do. Um, so we, I do have a standard. I kind of set a standard for everyone here uh, to follow some lab standards and a scientific method to film developing. So it's the same every time. Um, then we also offer uh, drum scanning, uh, film digitization, not on a large scale yet. Uh, most of our stuff is all kind of small scale production. So no, I will not take your collection of 5,000 slides from your grandparents and scan them. Sorry, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, the other things we offer, whoa! Sorry. Eventually, we will want to move into a storefront. Um, we want to offer one-on-one uh, -on -one classes, um, all the workshops for a group of people, and historic process photography, and darkroom printing, film developing, uh, just have a good time. 
Uh, I, I'm, I practice wet plate chloridian. Uh, we all do film photography. Uh, we, you know, we just, we want to share the love of photography with Norwich locals. Um, as you have with me, Andy. <laughs> yes. as you have with me, which is why I want to get into the Claudian too. So wet plate is a uh, kind of a hot item right now. A lot of people are talking about historic process photography and I, I picked it up, man, I don't even know. I, I, I had a very good mentor who, um, has steered me into historic process photography, uh, as both an artistic challenge and also a technical challenge so it's right up my alley artistic technical I, i'm all about technical challenges um norwich camera where we want to go though long term is we we need to get a storefront uh we're we're going to be real uh we're looking at long term here and we're looking at thirty thousand dollars in operating costs for the next two years so this being absolutely transparent we will always be transparent with these with these podcasts we are going to uh, be focusing them for viewer supported listener supported so we'll always be you know NPR radio station time asking for donations asking for you guys to go to our website to get our swag to buy in norriscamera.com we've tiny desk yes <laughs> tiny desk concerts <laughs> tiny door desk oh yeah well, door period period door it is a period door um the we're going to be breaking off uh we're going to be doing some specific podcasts that address specific topics that'll be shorter form uh shorter than this intro we will be doing we are on twitch at norwich camera we are on instagram at norwich underscore camera or uh sorry instagram norwich underscore camera underscore company you can find us there um norwichcamera.com we will be on youtube as norwich camera uh trying to think where else we are uh, we are actually on twitter too as norwich camera i don't know if anybody actually uses twitter do we have a tumblr too <laughs> no tumblr live journal mm -hmm. No, or no live <laughs> journal. Uh, and look at um, I want to I want to get out and do events too. So hopefully yep, uh, you'll events. be you'll be seeing us out in events. Uh, come to our booth and say hi. Get your picture took. So on our website there we do have a blog. Uh, the blog is where we're going to put out physical um, our writings. So just thoughts, uh, not necessarily about photography, just the life in general. Uh, that's that's kind of our our home ground space right there. And we'll also be publishing events there. So where we're going to be at for live demonstrations because i do go out in the field and do live demonstrations for colloidian uh alan will do portraits in the field um it's a, it's a team effort and i'll be there to tell you how good you look while you're doing it yeah Pat, pat's a good <laughs> guy looking just don't do it like that <laughs> all right <laughs> i think with that we're going to sign off from the live stream um I, I know there's some questions out there. We got a lot of questions, mainly some of it was from drum scanning. I'm going to do a separate episode, probably solo about drum scanning. Um, that's kind of my baby. It's a weird process. If you don't know what drum scanning is, it's the, the highest resolution scans, digital conversion that you can get for film. It's, um, it, it's, it's a crazy process. It's antiquated stuff from 2000 technology. Great and stuff. The drums cost more than a used car. Yeah, the, the, the physical yeah. drums, these things cost like four grand a piece. So, <laughs> not cheap stuff. All right. 
Hit up NorwichCamera.com. We'll get your orders out as soon as we can. We're still working on some backlogs and uh, getting T-shirts out. All right. Shout out to Jeff Lehman for being number one fan on our first podcast. My cat's on a T-shirt. Pat's cat's on a T-shirt. Pat's cat is on a T-shirt. <laughs>